quick reminder of the first verse that Mark began with from the third chapter of James. Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness, born of wisdom. A couple of key phrases just from that passage. Good life. Life is good. Sometimes it feels hard. Sometimes it is difficult. But it's clear both passages reflecting the struggle of life, but also the goodness of life. We've talked about these last few weeks as we've been moving through the wisdom literature of the Bible, specifically in the New Testament, with this beautiful epistle or letter from James and alternating back and forth from Psalms and Proverbs. Today is Psalm 1 and James chapter 3. This good life, doing good works with gentleness, demonstrating the wisdom of God. We've said before this Good life reflected in God's wisdom can be translated from the Hebrew word chokhmah, which we often translate wisdom, but it can better be translated skillful living. Maybe you've heard of blue zones. There are five places in the world where, for a variety of fascinating reasons, people live longer and better. The average life is way up there in these five blue zones, and their lives, many, many more people than the average, live well over 100 years old. Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Ikaria, Greece, a little peninsula called the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, and Loma Linda, California. Now, they thought not too long ago there may have been discovered a sixth blue zone. It was in the hills and mountains of East Tennessee, and journalists flocked there, hoping to be the ones to be able to demonstrate this sixth blue zone. One of the journalists scurrying through those cabins among the hills in East Tennessee saw a man sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair, long, white beard, long white hair, deep sunken eyes and wrinkles that looked like they were of great wisdom. Ran up to the porch, looked at the man and said, sir, can you tell me a little bit about how do you spend your time each day? Well, he said, I usually sleep till about noon or so. Then I pull out my whiskey and my bourbon and I kind of alternate between the two. I smoke my cigar, and then along about early evening, I start carousing. And I carouse until early morning. And then I go take a little rest, and then I get up and do it all over again every day. 
Well, the journalist said, that is amazing. That goes against everything we've been learning about these blue zones, sir. Do you mind, how old are you? Well, he said, if everything goes the way I hope, I'll be turning 27 next Tuesday. <laughs> well, in these blue zones, it proved that East Tennessee was not gonna be one. But in these other five, there were some fascinating, consistent parallels that people lived to incredibly old ages, partly because they were physically strong. They walked everywhere they went. They ate Mediterranean-style diet, sometimes called Jesus diet, where it's lots of fruits and vegetables, plant-based foods, very little, if any, red meat, lots of things from the ocean and lakes, seafood, healthy living, physically, but just as important, perhaps even more important, was the emotional connection to other people in those blue zones. That these older elders were seen as important members of the community, intimately connected to people far beyond their family. And there was a deep spiritual, and is a deep spiritual connection, where these people see their lives as connected to something much broader than themselves and the people in their lives, that there's something more and bigger to live for. The little letter in this epistle to James, we've acknowledged, expresses a good deal of aggravation. If you listen to the words carefully, even this, this morning as Greg read them, you picked up on the fact that the, the author the proclaimer is really frustrated with the congregation because they're living together, but they're not living together well. The list is long, the things that are frustrations. And yet behind the frustrations is the clear vision that we're better than this. Life is better than this. Life is good. It doesn't have to be aggravating. To live our lives skillfully means to be connected to each other in intimate, positive ways. Which brings us to Psalm 1. And the power of these words that reminds us how early on in the history of our people, our spiritual ancestors, this vision of being connected to God's hopes and dreams through, and the way they interpret it in Psalm 1 is what's called the law of God or the uh, precepts of God or sometimes even the words of God, God's hopes and dreams for the community of faith. But the vision is beautiful. It talks about not just a tree as is pictured here, but in fact, it's plural. To get this right, to to make right, good, wise choices allows us to be like, not a tree, but trees planted by streams of beautiful, life-giving water. In our Fresh Start service this morning, which was a beautiful way to begin now this new season of returning to a little bit of what was pre-pandemic, or we could say BC, before COVID. 
the reminder of the largest organism in the world, the quaking aspen. Not one tree, but many trees. If you go to Colorado or Wyoming or any of the places out west, you'll see these stands of quaking aspen. And if you've ever noticed or have anybody that you know who lives out there in this time of year, all the trees in that stand of, of uh, the aspen forest, their colors, the leaves turn bright yellow at the same time, all of them, because they are really one big organism. All those trees on a hillside going out for winter in a blaze of glory are intimately connected. Their root system is one huge root system. In biblical terms, we would call this one body of Christ. The psalmist is seeing this deep connectedness that we are connected to one another in those blue zones where people live so long and so well. They're living healthy lives physically, but they are deeply, intimately connected emotionally. As elders of the community, they feel needed and wanted and loved and appreciated. And that deep spiritual connection, the water, these trees bring up through their root systems, nurturing them and keeping them so that they, they continue to bear fruit and give off life. It's an amazing image. Of course, now the water, this sense of, of energizing us beyond just our sense of community, but a community based on something more than just us. In the deep recognition that while we need one another terribly, we need one another in this place of sacredness where we commonly acknowledge our common need, that we can't do this on our own, that we need one another, but each of us in our own way needs the depths of spiritual growth and connectedness to God. These beautiful pieces of wisdom literature from Psalm 1 and James 3 remind us in part how hard sometimes life can be, how hard community can be, how difficult when we are intimately connected to one another, how sometimes we can be hurt and left out and looked over and we get frustrated. And then James gives this beautiful reminder yeah, it's hard. It can be a place of vulnerability when you put yourself out there for friendship and companionship and love in a place of sacred community. But it's worth it. Because the depths of relationship and those interwoven roots in the body of Christ give us the kind of life-giving fruit and hope and love and gentleness and wisdom that we can't ever get on our own. It also gives us the power on a day like this when we are a little bit sad to say goodbye to a good friend who's going to another place. As Kristen ministers to another group of people, we're 
sad to say goodbye, but we're also glad to say their lives are going to be blessed because she conveys a little bit of us to a lot of them. And we can be thankful that we have been blessed and interwoven with our roots and her roots. And we can be thankful that we here continue on in the legacy of this great place, of those who've gone before us. And when we're sad, too, to say goodbye in memorial services and funerals where we miss these good friends and good people terribly, we continue to be connected that these roots woven together in the providence of God continue. This beautiful sense of eternity that you and I are a part of right now and continuing on even after we physically are no longer here. We have not lost them. We miss their physical presence. But we bless the fact that they are welcomed into the arms of God and continue to guide us in our community. Psalm 1, James 3, and the broader scriptures of the Bible continue to circle back to this great truth. There is huge wisdom in simply abiding by the laws of God. Jesus says they could be boiled down to these two, really, to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. May God give us the wisdom and the strength, the gentleness, the grace, the peace, the love, the hope, and the ongoing power of community through the Spirit of God. May it be so.